Welcome friends. We are in the middle of a series that we are calling Reset. 2020 did not go as expected, did it? That's probably the understatement of the century. I read somebody say that 2020 was like looking both ways to cross the street and getting hit by a submarine. That's what it was like. It's been a crazy, hectic, and scary year. It's been sad for a lot of us. How do we know that this next year is going to be any better? How do we know that 2021 is going to be any better? It already hasn't started out that well, has it? At the time of this recording on Thursday of this week, uh, yesterday, all of the chaos at the Capitol building happened. And I want to ask you to do what we are doing as a church staff and as a church body, which is to pray for our country, to pray for our leadership, to pray for safety, to pray for unity, to pray for God's leadership and his presence in our world, in our country, in D.C. We need it so we can look at that and already say, you know, 2021 is not off to a great start. And we really don't know what the year will hold. We don't know what the next month will hold. We honestly don't know what the next day will hold do we? And so if you found yourself in 2020 just rocked or floored by something happening, by uh, the pandemic, by what that did to your life, whether that was in your family life, maybe it was in your financial world or your relational life, maybe it was in your spiritual life too. And if following God was just a struggle, like to be honest, if it was just a struggle because of what was going on around you, you might need a reset. In fact, I want to invite you to consider resetting things in your life right now, because since we don't know what the upcoming year is going to hold, we got to be prepared for anything, right? And the best way to be prepared for anything is this, to have such a strong life on my inside, on the interior of my life, that whatever happens on the outside, whatever, any, whatever happens, whatever anybody says or does or doesn't say or doesn't do, whatever happens, you will not get pulled off track. You will not get distracted. You will not have your world rocked again. So last week in the first part of this series, we said the first and primary thing is this, you and I both need a reset when it comes to our relationship with God. And I would invite you to look back at that talk and make sure that you watch it. Because when you start there, you start with your relationship with God, you're starting in the right place. And when you start there, you then have the ability to reset every other area of your life, including the most important place, your relationships with the people that you love the most. Now, maybe you don't just need a reset with God. Maybe you don't simply need that. You also need a reset with the people around you. And perhaps especially right now, perhaps especially with tensions as high as they are right now around us. And let's face it, in the pandemic, we spent a lot of time with certain people. You spend a lot of time in your life around the same people. I'm talking to you, wives and husbands. I'm talking to you, parents and kids. I'm talking to you, brothers and sisters, close friends, coworkers that you've been able to spend time with. You ever heard the saying, familiarity breeds contempt? Like familiarity breeds contempt, and it kind of does sometimes. Spending a lot of time together can lead to a loss of respect. It can lead to a loss of love between each other. Now, wouldn't you just know 
that the Bible speaks about how we treat each other a lot. There's so much between cover to cover in the Bible about how we treat each other and how we ought to treat one another. And so if you're thinking like me, yeah, I could use a reset in my relationships. If I'm honest, I really could use a reset in that place in my life. I wanna open up a passage of the Bible with you today that is one of my absolute favorite chapters in the Bible. It's from a book called Colossians. The Apostle Paul wrote this letter to a church. It's in the New Testament and it's from chapter three and it speaks to how to do just that. How do we reset when it comes to all of the relationships with all of the people around us that we love? Here's how it starts. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. You know what the first thing he says is? It's this. You wanna reset in your relationships? The first thing we need to do is remember our, our new identity. Remember your new Identity. So I grew up in the triangle area of this state. It's sort of the Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill area. And if you grew up in that area, college basketball was king. Now, there are other parts of the country where the NFL rules or where college football is everything. Not in the triangle. In the triangle, it is college basketball and college basketball alone. And so you were either a fan of state or Carolina or Duke, which I can hardly even say that word. I grew up as a fan of the Tar Heels. I grew up as a fan. And here's what that meant as a kid. I cheered them on from a distance. I watched their games on TV. I knew the names of their players. I knew their record every year. I watched them and I cheered them on. I was a fan. Now, one day I applied to go to school there. I applied and, and I actually got in. It was kind of amazing and it was based on my merits. It was based on my grades and the things that I had done. Now, let me just say this, I don't think I'd get in now. <laughs> like, I really don't. Their standards have greatly improved but here's what happened. On the day that I got in, I went from a casual fan, cheering them on, I went from a casual fan, I went from that to a member of the university. Now, there are people who, will say, I, you know, I like Jesus. Jesus is cool. I love the things he says. I love some of the things that he does. I love some of what I think he stands for. Those people may even come to church on a regular basis. They may even watch online regularly, but they're fans. They're not followers. They're just fans because here's the truth. You have to apply to be a follower. You can be a fan, anybody can be a fan, but you have to apply to be a follower. And here's what the application process is. It is simply saying this, Jesus, I give all of who I am to all of who you are. I give all of me to all of you. And if you are honest, if you are sincere about that, he will accept you, he will bring you in, you will be accepted, you will be a member of the family but it's not based on what you've done, not based on your merits or your grades or anything else, thank goodness, based on what he did. It's based on his grades, based on his merits, based on what he did. He's inviting you to move from fan to follower. And if you do that, and if you want to reset your relationships too, you first have to start here. You have to remember your own identity first. He says, you have been raised with Christ. 
Here's what's true about you. If you've gone from fan to follower, you have been raised with Christ and so set your things on, set your heart on things above. You've been raised with Christ. You've been seated up with him. Therefore, you can set your heart on things above. And he goes on to say this. He says, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. He's saying, you wanna wanna reset your relationships? It starts with you. It starts with you. Say this with me, okay? It starts with me. I wanna reset my relationships in 2021. It doesn't start with them. It doesn't, you know, start, it doesn't do any good to point out everybody else's errors. it's, It's this. It starts with me. Jesus said it like this. And if you've been reading along, it's really cool. We have over 60 people in our church right now that are reading the gospels together in this Bible reading plan. And if you did that this week, you read this passage and it says this, Jesus' words, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own? Why are you so quick to point out someone else's error and so slow to look at your own. Here's some questions you can ask yourself when it comes to your relationships and how you're doing with the people around you. And if there's trouble, if there's struggle, if there's tension, what is your role to play in that? Here's some questions you can ask. What have I done to contribute to where this relationship is? How has my sin impacted our closeness? How has my sin impacted our closeness? Can I answer that honestly? In this, what do I need to confess to move forward with peace and in freedom? Do I have some things I need to own? Do I have some things I need to confess? It starts with me. You wanna reset in your relationships this year? It starts with you. It starts with you. And then he goes on to say this. Paul says, don't lie to each other since you've taken off your old self with its practices and you've put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Do not lie to each other, he says. Now, let me speak to this for a minute. There's so many things we could talk about when it comes to lies and so many uh, like message series we could do when it comes to lies and the truth. But let me simply say this. I believe that there are lies of omission. I would call them lies of omission in our lives. And lies of omission are things like this. Think about your relationships and the people you're the closest to right now. A lie of omission would be this, not pointing out the things that make them great. It would be not pointing out the things that make them great. That's a lie of omission. I didn't tell you what the truth was about you. Here's another one. Not telling someone you love them. Not telling someone that you love them. That's a lie of omission. If it's true, you ought to say it. A third one is this, not reminding them regularly what God says about them. Those are lies. Those are lies of omission. Tell the truth in our relationships. We ought to be truth tellers, but that doesn't only mean we tell them the bad things. It means that we tell them the truth, which are the good things about them as well. So 
Paul says it like this. Okay, because of all that, because of who you are, here's what you can do now. Because of all those things, here's what you can do now. Verse 12, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. This is what the love of Christ coursing through your veins can do. He says, clothe yourselves, first of all, and it really is like taking up a, a jacket and putting it on. It is like picking it up and putting it on. You can do this. You can choose to do this or not. You can choose to take it on. You can choose to take it off. But he says, clothe yourselves with these things. Here's what you can clothe yourselves with. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, all those things. You know who, all those, uh, who embodied those qualities more than anyone who's ever lived? Jesus himself. And now that you've become a follower, not a fan, you can clothe yourselves with those very same things. Isn't that amazing? And he says this, here's what you also ought to do. Bear with one another. Tolerate, put up, bear with one another. Very related to that. He says, forgive one another. Forgive one another as the Lord forgave you and over all these things, he says, put on love. And that love holds everything together. And he closes with this. And just listen, guys, listen to these closing words. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let the peace of Christ rule. Let the message of Christ dwell among you. The good news is this, now that you're a a follower, not a fan. You don't have to make this happen. He says you can let it happen. You let this happen, and it will. Here's the bottom line. To reset your relationships, recalibrate your heart. To reset your relationships, recalibrate your heart. In other words, more of the things of Jesus. I want more of the things of Jesus in my heart and in my life. I want more of the words of Jesus in my heart and in my life. I want more of the life of Jesus in me. And the more that happens, the more my relationships can be filled with peace and love and hope. You want to reset your relationships, recalibrate your heart. Let's pray. God, I wanna pray for um, a lot of different types of people who, who are watching this right now. For those who have called you Lord and are followers and fully in that camp, would you just Help us to reset in 2021 our relationships. Would you help us to clothe ourselves with the compassion and the kindness and the love and the peace and the forgiveness that we need to keep and to move our relationships into a healthy 
place, would you help us to not commit lies of omission? Would you help us to say the things we need to say? And thank you that through Jesus, we can have the power to see that happen. Now, I also want to pray for those who maybe are in the other camp, who maybe have just become fans of Jesus, but really haven't yet become a follower. Would you give them the courage right now to say yes, that I want to just say to you, Jesus, I want to turn in all of me for all of you. I want to lay all of me at your feet, Jesus, and would you just give me all of you right now? I want to start a relationship with you so that I can love you and and receive your love, but also so that my relationships around me can experience you through me. Would you bless us today that we might be a blessing in this world, in our city, in this nation? Would you bless our leaders? Would you keep them safe? Would you give them your direction? Would your justice prevail? Would you give us your mercy, God? We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.